Outlook sets the agenda, but Xbox is going to bring it home. Happy Friday, everybody. It is the 17th of July. It is, um, well, you know, whatever. It's July. We are steamrolling through the summer. Unless you are in the southern hemisphere, then you are steamrolling through the winter. But um, I digress. Here we are back again doing my favorite thing of the week. Just talking Microsoft, talking Xbox, talking everything in between and answering a lot of questions from the listeners this week. But we're going to kick it off with some Outlook news. Microsoft announced a bunch of uh, updates this week for Outlook. They're designed to help make time management just a little bit easier, making it easier to uh, view and edit your calendar when you get an invite inside your inbox rather than having to jump in between tabs. But my personal favorite feature has nothing to do with time management, sort of, but it has to do with task management. Now, in the new Outlook update, you'll be able to highlight some text, right mouse click, and add it to your tasks. It's just a little bit way to make your task list a little bit easier and uh, keep yourself a better bit organized. You can also now integrate your work and personal calendars together much easier inside of Outlook to try to maximize your your free time or whatever else it is that you do. Speaking of Outlook, there's also a fun little update this week that broke Outlook. Microsoft pushed out an update and then Outlook just suddenly wouldn't work and then they rectified the issue by pushing another update and now Outlook is back to being wherever it is. Uh, on the Windows side, Microsoft announced two uh, security-related features called Extreme Flow Guard and Kernel Data Protection. They are coming to Windows 10. These are some pretty significant uh, hardening of the system features that will be arriving. At the end of the day, all you need to know is that Microsoft is continuing its effort to make Windows harder to, to compromise and giving you more protection when you are running that operating system. Uh, on the team side, contextual search is now available. Uh, thankfully, you can now hit control F inside of a chat window and well, magically search just that chat, not the entire tenant. It is uh, been a long time coming, but thankfully that has arrived. Microsoft Launcher 6 is now available, although they did bury that one inside of a Windows Insider update post. It was whatever. If you use Microsoft Launcher, you can go grab the latest version. It is now rolling out uh, to select regions. And so also Microsoft has released Edge 84, uh, which includes PDF, PWA, and collection improvements. All you really need to know about that is that if you're running Edge, go install the update, uh, and it should make things hopefully just a little bit better. There was a sort of an awkward uh, performance feature that Microsoft tried to include that would reduce some of the RAM usage, but it ended up just really increasing CPU usage. And so if you've seen that bug, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about, but hopefully that should be rectified here soon. And also for fans of customizing Windows, people who like to customize Windows, myself included, Stardock Curtains, which I've talked about here previously, is now available. You can go out and buy that. It's just a couple bucks if you want to be able to have the ability to completely reskin uh, your Windows 10 install and make it exactly how you'd like to look at it. Um, and so that is, that's not a free product, but it is worth the, the couple bucks uh, if you like to play around with that kind of stuff. And so those are the major highlights of the week on the tech side. Uh, on the gaming side, Microsoft has started to talk about the Xbox Velocity architecture in a little bit more detail. I did a video on it earlier this week, but here's what you need to know. You can get up to 100x performance improvement over the Xbox One. One, um, there's also new hardware accelerated decompression techniques, the keyword being hardware accelerated. It's not all software, which means that it's going to give better sustained performance. And that is when Microsoft's marching orders with the Xbox Series X is that sustained performance is the only way of life. Sony um, does peak and trough performance or just not sustained performance. And so it's two different ways of looking at the same strategy. And that's just the path that Microsoft chose. They also announced that xCloud is going to be part of Game Pass Ultimate. That is, that is kind of what we thought, again, um, it's just going to be included. What we don't know yet 
is if there's ever going to be a standalone SKU of xCloud. You could see how that could potentially be appealing, but at least right now xCloud is only part of Game Pass Ultimate, and if it was standalone, then how do you get Game Pass? And, and so maybe there's some technicalities that don't really make sense uh, from it, a standalone xCloud service subscription. But anyways, uh, xCloud is going to be part of Game Pass Ultimate, so if you're paying for that, you don't, at least as of right now, you're not going to have to pay any additional dollars to get access to that service. Bigger news of the week, and I've been hearing this for about 10 days or so, and I just honestly I just kind of forgot to follow up on it, was that the Xbox One X has ended its life cycle. It is no longer in production. We salute you, uh, Mr. 4K Xbox that kind of brought us into that era, uh, but it is gone. It is Microsoft is no longer building it. They're also no longer building the all digital edition or sometimes known as the Xbox sad because it was Xbox One S all digital. We know that. Um, they are no longer producing either one of those. Now, interestingly enough, they are still producing the Xbox One S, which raises a lot of questions, primarily why. Um, it was such a lower-end console compared to the Xbox One X, but why are they building it? Here's kind of my, my shooting-from-the-hip thoughts here. I'm curious if next-generation Microsoft might be supporting three consoles, at least initially, because you could imagine that they can probably slam down that Xbox One S pricing pretty low. Um, obviously, the Xbox One all digital, maybe they could get it a little bit lower, but um, you, very clearly, I think Microsoft has a pricing strategy here because you could imagine it's something like, hey, you want to get into the Xbox family? $149 for the Xbox One S. The Lockhart is $349, and then the Xbox Series X is $549 or $499. Something like that would be a really palatable uh, way to pitch the next generation or the, just the Xbox family in general. And Microsoft has been really upfront and transparent about how games Games will work across every generation and they're going to continue to support this stuff. And so it'll be interesting to see. The other theory that I saw floating around on the internet was does, because Microsoft didn't go uh, by keeping the all digital as the lowest edition, does this lend some um, you know, credence or, or credibility to the fact that the Lockhart console may not have a disk drive? I haven't heard explicitly either way, but it would make it a little bit easier to justify if that's the route that they took. Like, hey, if you need a disk drive, here's the Xbox One S. It's really super cheap. It'll allow you to play those games. There you go. Um, to create the lowest possible price point for next-gen gaming, we created the Lockhart. Uh, it has no disk drive, and here it is, and it's the X price point. And then there, if you want everything all-in included, the big shabam, you get the Series X. Uh, it, it's an interesting thought. And we will see how Microsoft shakes this out. We shouldn't have to wait too much longer, although Microsoft has been very clear that on the 23rd, actually about a week from yesterday, I believe, it, they are going to be having their games showcase, and there's not going to be talk of hardware. There's not going to be talk of pricing. It's going to be games, 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 games. That's just what it's going to be, and that is fine. Microsoft is really trying to set the expectations here, and it looks like there's actually already been, I know some people are going to freak out this, there's already been an August Xbox event announced. Now, it's not probably the one you're thinking about, but there is a game developer stack-focused Xbox event announced for early August. So be on the lookout for that. That is much more on the technical side, and it's probably going to be releasing some of their software side uh, applications and whatnot for developers, but that has already been announced. I believe it's early August, but I think there's going to be a potential another August event, possibly, uh, where they talk about the pricing and Lockhart and all that good stuff. Microsoft and Sony are not one quick to jump out and start tagging pricing and open up pre-orders. So it will be interesting to see who actually shoots first here uh, for those Star Wars fans out there that understands that analogy. Uh, Bloomberg is also reporting that Sony is getting pretty bullish on their PS5 and has doubled 
has I should say has plans to double the initial amount of consoles that they are going to ship initially to 10 million. I believe it went from five to 10 million. So that is a pretty significant uptake. So there's a couple thoughts here. One, a couple thoughts, and I put two up. Uh, two thoughts effectively. One, uh, Sony is really getting bullish about what they're doing and they're you know they're jumping on to everybody's just playing more games and more people are going to do that and so they're going to build more consoles a very plausible theory second theory is that maybe this was just a plan all along uh sony has always sold pretty well they've never really had like major issues selling consoles and so why they would you know try to under i don't know not build enough initially that just seems a little odd and maybe bloomberg had their wires crossed we don't really know anyways sony's going to be building consoles and shipping them this fall or holiday season whatever you want to call it and so will microsoft and so you'll have a couple good options on the shelf uh potentially buying both you know whatever floats your boat so uh we're going to jump into the questions of the week always my favorite part hopefully everybody's in a good mood i'm in a relatively good mood for a friday or you know given given what's happening in the world um, Eric Palms 200 says, do you think the Xbox Series X will launch sooner to get a head start on the PlayStation 5 or they will they both launch around the same time? I'm pretty sure they're going to both launch around the same time. Unless Sony comes out and ships it really, really soon, I'm pretty much expecting them both to be uh, um, a late fall release at this point because it just that's just the way things are kind of shaking out uh, in the industry. And plus, the reason why I don't think it's going to launch soon is they have to open pre-orders and they want to get that, that kind of ball rolling. And the longer you have pre-orders open, the more likelihood you can actually get more sales and blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's, it's pretty obvious about the path that they would take. So I don't see them coming out like next on August 1st and saying, hey, look, August 30th availability. Let's go. I don't, I don't see that happening personally. Uh, Usman says, as a PC gamer and a Game Pass Ultimate subscriber, I applaud Microsoft's open cross-platform approach, but I'm also surprised by it as I'm unlikely to purchase a Series X through since through Game Pass, I have options to stream via xCloud as a PC owner and play all Xbox Studio titles at no additional cost. Is the revenue margin from Game Pass Ultimate enough to offset the loss of first-party game sales, uh, third-party console royalty fees, and the cloud streaming, and the loss of a console sales? Well, I think there's one thing that's pointing out. I, historically, Microsoft has not made money on console sales. They've always just kind of been like at zero or potentially taking a loss. So from a from that perspective, they're not really going to be making money on the console sale. I, I've mentioned this before on this podcast that fundamentally deep down in my soul i believe that microsoft's future of gaming is not a console his typically now i'm not saying they're getting out of the console business and i don't want that to be misconstrued but their long-term ambitions for xbox is that as a gaming platform it's netflix of games it's that is the path that they want to take that you can just play everywhere as these tvs get more powerful as everything we hold gets more powerful and more capable the where you where and how you can game is only going to expand exponentially and so microsoft is trying to set themselves up for success that xbox is the gaming platform that you want to choose regardless of the hardware that you are running and that is what they're trying to do here when they have games on the console and games on the PC. It's they want you in the Xbox family, but they don't really care where you play it because the long-term ambitions here are software as a service model, not a buy our widget to play only this certain game. Now, granted, I think they're going to be building consoles for a long time coming, but again, Microsoft's placing their chips where they know how to operate, which is software as a service modeling, which is what Game Pass is. And they want more people into Game Pass probably than they want more people buying the consoles, which creates an awkward dynamic that Microsoft is going to be like, the, the headlines are going to come out. Sony Sony reaches 1 million PlayStation 5s and Microsoft only has 500,000 Xbox Series X sold on the first week. Those headlines are going to absolutely come out, but that's not the metric that Microsoft 
I personally believe is using as success. They're using Game Pass Ultimate or Game Pass subscriptions as the ultimate and definitive benchmark of success because that is what they need to grow. And they're making significant investments into that. Every studio that they purchase is an investment into that. Every title that they put into it, every marketing pitch, that is where they're putting their dollars alongside their consoles. So Will Microsoft consider it a loss if you can play on your PC and access the games that way? Absolutely not. They want more people playing their titles because that means people become stickier and stay inside their service uh, little demographic. R. Baker says, hey Brad, uh, with my much-loved three-year-old Surface Pen starting to show its age, I was wondering if you think we will see a new Surface Pen in October. Had my eye on the slim, but reports indicate that it is not the most ergonomic for digital artists. Um, I haven't heard that we're getting a new pen. I, Interesting things have been happening with Microsoft in the pen, you, right? They pulled it out of the box. It used to ship with every single Surface. Now, with I don't have my, my Surface Pro X is in my backpack. Um, they, then they came out with the Slim Pen. That's been the biggest you know innovation. I'm not expecting to see a new pen uh, per se, uh, other than like continuing with this one. If they come out with a new pen, it's going to be for the Surface Pro or up to eight because it's going to, I believe, feature that redesigned hardware called Carmel. Um, and it might use the same pen that we see on the Surface Pro X. So if we see a new pen that has better like digital kind of input and latency, I don't think it's going to come in this form factor. I think it would come in that flat form factor that they debuted with the Pro X because that is going to be a similar form factor that we are going to see on the next generation Pro, I believe. Uh, Brother Nod says, Microsoft just removed the annual option for Xbox Live Gold from their website. Lots of speculation, but my favorite theory is that Microsoft is going to make Xbox Live Gold and online multiplayer free and then just charge for Game Pass. What is your theory? So he's right. I did uh, before this. I went and checked and Microsoft's website does not have an annual option. Now they do have six months. Uh, still up there if you poke around but it's primarily they're pushing towards one month and three month um, there's a couple like challenging thoughts right now one Microsoft has gotten everyone used to paying for gold for online gaming like they've established that that that's just the way you, you access it and people are comfortable with it and I would have a really hard time thinking that Microsoft is just going to say you know what we're launching a new console. We don't need that revenue. We're going to go get something else. Like I have a, that's a very hard discussion to tell, go up to management. Look guys, we're going to make gold free. We don't need it anymore. We're just going to push people to game pass ultimate. I'm not saying it's not going to happen. And maybe they make game pass ultimate, the requirement for gold or for online play. Maybe that's it, but I have a really tough, like mental barrier saying, Hey, look, they're going to make online play free when they've already established through more than a decade of gaming that you need this to play online. And uh, it's a good cash flow for them. And it's something they can count on uh, any theories on for how much Microsoft can catch up to and beat Sony in the next generation so going back to the game pass ultimate sort of analogy here I, I don't think microsoft is going to judge success or failure explicitly on the next generation consoles i mean if you're looking at raw numbers anything better than a two to one ratio right is good if my if sony sells a million ps5s and microsoft sells 750,000 xbox that's that's a win because right now they're selling uh one xbox for every two playstations sold so anything that lowers that that ratio is going to be considered a good thing for Microsoft. 
Um, I still think that they are going to be looking at their their software as a service model, the Game Pass Ultimate, as the underlying success of uh, the future of Xbox. So uh, Eric K says, hi, Red. How long does Microsoft typically support their consoles after a new one comes out? I have an Xbox One X, and I don't think I'll be upgrading the Series X or S uh, right from the get-go. So I was wondering, how much longer can I confidently say to myself, I will still have a console that's not being uh, that's not behind the time? So I don't know if Microsoft has a publicly stated timeline for end of life cycle, but I will tell you this. And now this is a, I don't, I wouldn't run with this. The Xbox 360 recently just got an update. Now, granted that update sort of removes some ads and stuff from the dashboard, but I would feel extremely comfortable that you've got at least, at least two years after the Series X launches that you will be getting regular updates for your console. Uh, I would not I would not be worried about it. Like if you've already had it and been playing with it for a while, you've probably had it for at least a year. I would bet you've got at least another two years after the, the Series X launches that we're going to be getting updates. Because um, remember, the UI is, while it is somewhat different, it's not going to change dramas- dramatically. Dramatically. I just made up a word. Dramatically uh, over, you know, the launch cycle uh, release window timeline. Uh, Jen Twitch says, I purchased the original Surface headphones 18 months ago. I was very careful. Oh, no. I was very careful with them and never mistreated them. Rarely only use them to listen to music when working from home. Last week, the plastic between the speaker and the headband broke, making them unusable. The warranty on them is only 12 months. Uh, What are my options to get this fixed? Is there someone at Microsoft I can contact? Oh boy. And then Brother Nod said, I had exactly the same thing happen to a friend. Sorry for your loss. He called Microsoft but declined to repair. This one hurts because Microsoft has, they have a rich history of their stuff. Just other than like their Surface lat, like their Surface like hardware, like these devices, um, which granted they've had some quite literally screens like exploding or batteries exploding, not like the Dells back in the day, but um, whatever. Uh, Their peripherals have not really stood the test of time. Look at the original Elite controller. And I know that's not Surface, but it's still the same company. Uh, The original Elite controller did not hold up well. None of the Microsoft bands held up. They all fell apart. And here's the thing. They fell apart in what sounds like to be a very similar way as your headphones. I, your best bet is going to be trying to like, try to reach people on Twitter at Microsoft and see what they can do. It used to be, you could just walk into a Microsoft store and that was your best bet. That's the one thing I'm going to miss about the Microsoft store is that they treated you like a human when you went in there and not just somebody who bought one of their millions of laptops. Um, if you can find a Microsoft store and still get in there, but I, they've already announced that they're closing them. So I'm going to go with probably not. Yikes. I, I don't have any great thing other than trying to raise a stink on uh, Twitter. Sydney2k says, hello, Brad. Do you think that Satya Nadella will be addressing both the Inspire Global event uh, and the Xbox Game Showcase next week? Uh, I don't think he'll be at the Xbox Game Showcase personally. Uh, He will definitely be at Inspire. If you're not familiar with Inspire, folks, that is Microsoft's partner conference. It used to be called the Worldwide Partner Conference. It's all virtual this year. I've gone to it a bunch in the past, and then they stopped inviting me um, because they made it no press allowed. That being aside, it is happening next week. Don't expect anything other than business-related stuff about how other partners can make more money selling Microsoft software and services. Quick says, is the Xbox Windows 10 app ever going to get Xbox streaming capability? The current console companion app keeps pushing us to the Xbox app, but it's missing this key function. And any hope that Game Pass PC titles will come to to xCloud I think there is hope that Game Pass PC titles will come to xCloud although that is a slightly harder barrier than bringing Xbox games over to Game Pass and xCloud so just keep that in mind um 
that companion app was supposed to be updated and actually replaced here. Um, so we'll see, and hopefully that should assuage your issues. Uh, Colonel says, hey, Brad, love your show. Love you too, Colonel. Uh, I had a question. Will you be able to use xCloud on an iPhone devices when it launches in September? Well, you can already can, you already can. So you can already use xCloud with, on an iOS device. Now, the, the question that we don't know is what titles are going to be available. Right now, it's only the Master Chief Collection is available on iOS devices. So uh, let's just hope that they you know open it up to every title. But as of right now, you can only play the Master Chief Collection unless they change that here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, hi, Brad. I uh, just read it Phil, about Phil Spencer's interview uh, and xCloud launching on September for Game Pass Ultimate members. He said there'll be 100 games at launch, but he doesn't say if you can stream all of your previously purchased games. Do you know if it will be true, if this will be the case, or will be just limited to what's on Game Pass that month? Um, it, I believe... So, here's the challenge with, with what you just said. It sounds great. Like, I bought a game. I should be able to stream all this stuff. Here's the the... the challenge at the end of the day and it's called lawyers because microsoft has to look at their licensing of the titles and did they they did they apply or pay for streaming rights of titles that they don't own if microsoft owns the title it's not an issue and it's going to happen it's the third party titles where things get sticky because microsoft has to own that license to be able to stream things on a streaming service and so it's it's really hard to say definitively of across the board if it's going to happen I hope it happens, um, but this isn't a technicality issue. This is more of a legality issues, which there's no way to determine which specific titles will or will not ever make it. Uh, NGC says, do you have a Surface Duo yet? No, I do not. Microsoft execs are going on another like Twitter spree of tweeting out photos of them. There's also a new case, it looks like, on the outside of the Surface Duo. It looks like it's rubber and should make it easier to pick up off a table and just protect the device a little bit. I think that's why they're doing this. They're showing off this new whatever. Um, literally, all the C-suite execs are pretty much tweeting pictures of them using this, just taunting us um, as this device gets closer to release. And Mr. PKI doing his traditional rounding out the week uh, he says returning with the last question do you think the upcoming service duo will be able to play xcloud games like halo oh halo infinite on day one see that's a good question xcloud will it support halo infinite on day one because that's a next gen title on a next gen piece of mobile hardware there's a lot of next gen things that have to happen there for that to work out it's a interesting thing i think i think microsoft will push for this now Part of me thinks maybe it's not going to happen on day one because up to this point, all we've seen are current gen titles on Xcloud. We haven't actually seen any next gen titles, but Microsoft has been telling us that they're building next gen titles to work natively with Xcloud. And they've also shown off existing games on Xcloud. So the technology is there. It's whether or not Microsoft will enable it. It's a good question and something we are going to have to wait and see. Just like next week, folks, a uh, reminder, there's a July 23rd Xbox event. There's also Microsoft Inspire happening next week. I am also on a poorly timed vacation. Actually, it's not even a vacation. I'm just going to go down, uh, whatever. On July 23rd, don't be surprised if there's nothing up on, on the YouTube channel because I am going to be out of the office trying to just vegetate uh, for a couple days for a long weekend. And with that, folks, have yourselves a wonderful July, and we'll catch all of you right back here next time.